Life Audio. Welcome to the Homeschooling Families Podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I'm thrilled to have you here today as we talk about a topic that's very important to me because I know it can be transformational for each of you. Before we dive in, though, I want to ask you for a small favor. If you've been enjoying our podcast and finding value in our discussions, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback is incredibly important to us, and it helps others discover the wealth of knowledge we share here. Now, I have something exciting to share with you. If you're intrigued by today's topic on heart schooling and want to delve even deeper into it, be sure to check out our book, Heart School, which is available at teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book. It's a valuable resource that can truly transform your homeschooling and parenting journey. So don't miss out on this opportunity to explore heart schooling further. Thank you so much for your support, for your partnership in all that we're trying to do here as we seek to encourage and equip Christian homeschooling families just like yours. And now let's get started with today's episode right after a short break. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is Friday, and as we have been doing, we're going to be dealing with some very specific questions that you guys have asked on our Family Forum Fridays. And so today, I've gotten a lot of questions about this concept that we talk about a lot, which is heart schooling. What is it? How did we come up with it? Why should it matter to you? So I wanted to spend today's episode and just give you a little bit of insight into it. I wrote a course called Heart School back in the summer of 2020. And in full disclosure, when 2020 hit, we had to cancel all but one of our six events that year. So we were able to have Nashville, which was just an amazing God story that I would love to tell you when I have more time, because the way that he orchestrated for us to have that event many years prior to when COVID hit was miraculous and just put on display his sovereignty and providence in an amazing way. So we were able to have Nashville in 2020, but we were not able to have any of the rest of our events. And so we were we were faced with pivoting with how do we reach the families that God has called us to serve in an atmosphere where we can't get them together. You know, that had been our preferred media. We were getting families together. And at that point, we had worked up, we were doing six, seven events a year, thousands and thousands of families coming together. And God was doing amazing things through those. Well, as we all know, COVID ripped the rug out from all of us, uh, from under all of us. And so in the summer of 2020, which honestly, Teach Them Diligently should not have survived. There really should be no Teach Them Diligently right now. Again, God's good hand of of sustaining, even it was difficult, but he kept us able to do what he had called us to do because he is good and he is great and he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he never, never turned away and didn't meet our needs when we absolutely needed him to. And all praise and glory to him for the fact that we're even still here. But it was the summer of 2020, David came to me and He wanted me to do some kind of a digital course. We had to 
figure out a way to reach people, to be able to speak to people now that we could not speak to them at events. And so we went back and forth on what this should be. And and he wanted me to write on what is teach them diligently homeschooling. What have we been trying to tell people all these years? What is it that we did in our own homeschool? And without any forethought at all, I just kind of came out with the fact, I was like, well, it's hard schooling. It's not really homeschooling. It's hard schooling. And that stuck. And we started really working out what is hard schooling and in a way that we could actually communicate to people who would listen what hard schooling really is. And there was, you know, as with starting anything new and trying to promote or discuss anything, there was a lot of insecurity and me trying to figure out how to actually put these concepts forward. But the farther that we go into this and the more that I talk about it and the more that I am able to talk to other families about it, the more just deeply convicted I am that heart schooling is what every single Christian homeschooler should be doing. Actually, heart schooling is what every single Christian parent should be doing. And I have no qualms about saying that whatsoever because heart schooling is the unexpected intersection between excellent academics and amazing parenting. And that's what God has called us to do is to be amazing parents, discipleship-focused parents for our children. And then as homeschoolers, we have the opportunity to utilize education and the academic subjects as a tool for discipleship, as a tool for preparing our children for whatever God has for them in the days ahead. So that's what heart schooling really does. It gives you a platform or a, a paradigm to line up your goals, your mission, your vision as a family, what God has actually called you to do with how your days look. It removes a lot of friction because you are lining things up in that way. It ushers in a ton of peace because when you're making decisions, you're doing so in the confidence that you are keeping them within the mission that God has given you. So I am really excited to talk to you about heart schooling today. And so we're going to just kind of run through what is heart schooling. And I'm going to give you a little bit of information. Like I mentioned in the introduction, though, there is a book. I wrote Heart School, How Amazing Parents Become Excellent Home Educators back in the fall of this year. And you can get that either as an ebook or you can get that as a physical book. So go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book, and you can learn more about that. We also have just finished our first Heart School Parents Intensive, or we're actually finishing it this coming week, which has been amazing as we've been able to walk side by side with about 15 other couples and just help them formulate what their goals are and how that impacts their day-to-day choices, help them understand what their calling really is and how that is such a privilege from the Lord and how important their role really is. So if you're interested in the Heart School Parents Intensive, be sure that you let us know about that. We'll send you more information about when the next rotation of that is coming up. But for today, let's just dive into what heart schooling really is. So I wanted to take you back for starters, to the very beginning of our homeschooling journey. David and I started homeschooling when our oldest son 
was actually in fourth grade. The, fir- the first year that we homeschooled, he was in fourth grade. Now, we did not pull them out of school as a reaction to anything. They were actually in a phenomenal Christian school where the teachers loved them. They were getting very solid biblical instruction. I had no problems whatsoever with the situation that they were in from an academic or spiritual standpoint in that I didn't think that there was anything bad spiritually happening there. In fact, I was I was also very involved in school. So I was there as a room mom. I was involved on field trips and stuff like that. So I was as involved in the school situation as I possibly could be. But in the fall of his third grade year, so I had Camden was in third grade, Peyton in first, and Lizzie Gray in kindergarten at this point, and Lila was still toddling around. But in the the fall of Camden's third grade year, the Lord really started to, to impress on my heart that my time with my children was short and that if I wanted to effectively pass on my faith to them, effectively shepherd their hearts and disciple them, giving them a foundation for a faith that would stand no matter what God called them to do, that I had to be with them a lot more in order to do that. I couldn't just take these fragments of time to be able to pass on my faith the way that I wanted to and to disciple and parent them the way that I believed that God had called me to do. And so for the first time ever, I started actually thinking about homeschooling as an option. And it was shocking to me that that would even pop in my head. In fact, I had been very adamantly against homeschooling for all the reasons that probably a lot of you had been. First of all, I hadn't known any growing up. None of my friends homeschooled. I didn't know any. And the homeschoolers that I had met when I was a little bit older, I deemed weird. So clearly, I didn't want my kids to be weird. And then, you know, you get into the I'm not good enough, smart enough, you know, patient enough, whatever those all those questions are. And so for about two months, I essentially argued with God about it. I would say at the time, or I would have said at the time that I was praying about it, but really what that boiled down to was me talking to God about all the ways that he is wrong in even impressing this on my heart. And so I did. I argued with God. I wrestled with God because I did not want to do it. I could not imagine why God would ask me to do it when they were in such a good Christian school. So finally, in like around the end of November, 1st of December of that year, I recognized with great joy, I might add, that my role in this was just to submit. And then I could take this idea to David who, as the head of the house, would be able to shut me down and we could move on with our life the way that it had always been. So I decided to obey that, take that step of obedience and bring this idea to him, knowing full well that that would be where it would end because there's no way he'd go for this kind of a foolish idea. Well, I was shocked to find out that the Lord had also been impressing this idea on his heart. And the way that he had gotten there was actually by looking at the kids that he really wanted our children to hang around, look at the families that we most look to as wanting to emulate, and all of them were homeschooling. And so when I brought this idea to him, rather than laughing at me and thinking that I was nuts, he engaged in the conversation. We actually started talking about how God had, in two different ways, been leading us both to this same conclusion. And So we decided to pray about it together, but 
it didn't take long to make the decision that this was clearly what God was asking us to do. Hold that thought. We will be right back after a short break. And so we started out the next year. There's more about that story in the book, but we started out the next year with the very clear reason of discipleship. This is why we were homeschooling. We wanted the extra time to disciple our children. And that was all well and good until it got down to the actual nuts and bolts of what we were doing. Because though my lips would say that I was homeschooling for the sake of discipleship and for the opportunity of discipleship, everything that I was doing within my homeschool was actually set up against that. I had my kids sitting in front of videos all day because I felt like I was inadequate to actually teach them anything. I had them all divided and they were doing their own individual work. It was very much as if I just brought the classrooms that they were in and wedged them into my school or to my home. And so I found that this hamster wheel that I had been on where I was driving all the time and I wasn't involved in what they were learning and I felt such like such an outsider, I just changed for a different model of the same stress. I wasn't driving all the time, but I still wasn't involved in what they were learning. There still wasn't this cohesiveness to our mission, to our time together because everyone was doing their own thing. And there, because I was now teacher as well, and so disciplinarian and, and all the things that come along with managing a classroom, so to speak, I was injecting this additional stress into our relationship. And I was just frustrated and defeated and really thought that I was right in thinking that I was completely out of my mind to think that I could do this. I clearly misheard the Lord. David did too. And I was ready to give up. Well, David wisely, very wisely, as he often does, reminded me of truth. He took me back to the reason that we started and he helped me start to line stuff up. And, and so we started actually putting together our homeschool in line with what our mission was. We started making decisions based on discipleship much more so than specific academic questions. We started injecting things into our day that moved our mission forward and then allowing the academics in the homeschool part to follow that, to, to play a supporting role in that. And that changed everything. And I won't, you know, I would never try to indicate that everything that we did worked out beautifully every day, because that would simply not be true. But I can tell you that taking that time to line things up with our mission, to bring our kids into the mission, help them understand why we were doing what we were doing, to make decisions based on discipleship rather than you know, any single math question or science question or whatever, to grow together, learn together, serve together, study God's word together, discuss things of the Lord together. All of those things shaped our family into an incredibly strong, cohesive unit that, that by God's grace was a testimony to what he can do when he is at the center. 
And so looking back over all of that and seeing that even though discipleship was our goal at the beginning, we so easily fell off of that. And and it continued. It's not like once we fixed it, we were fixed for good. Just like you guys, there were so many competing things that came at us. We had to make decisions on a myriad of different things and every year looked different. And so constantly coming back to mission, constantly lining things up with what God had called us to do was really a key that helped our children not only be well-prepared for college, which by His grace, they were able to go into college prepared. They knew how to think. They knew how to find information. I will do an entire other podcast about that. But they also were able to leave our you know primary in-house parenting years and step out on their own with a true personal relationship with God and a desire to love him and love people in his name. And that is the most amazing outcome that any of us could ask for. So I want to talk for the next 15 minutes or so and just help you understand what is the kind of, how do I package what heart school is as I teach it? Because I want to help you shift your focus away from the mechanics of a school day and put them more on the homeschool subjects, those things that you really want to teach them, the character, the faith, the the things that are so, so important. And that is truly where this method of homeschooling that I call heart school truly excels. So there are seven steps, and I'm just going to run through them really, really quickly. Again, I work them out much more in the book, and then we deep dive in them in the parents intensive. But I want you to just have kind of an overview of what heart schooling is and then how it will impact your relationships, how it will impact your day-to-day choices, how it will impact even your own walk with the Lord, because there is nothing left untouched by this method of organizing your home and your homeschool. So the first step in a heart school education is that you first of all recognize your call. You know, I mentioned back at the very beginning of this podcast that I believe that every Christian parent is called to be a heart schooler. And one thing that's really become very notable to me is that with the influx of more and more people into the homeschool arena, I mean, homeschooling is massive now. We have really lost the missional element to it, and we see it in our co-ops. They've grown so much that they've lost their heart in a lot of cases. We see it in our families. We see it in our churches. When we first started homeschooling back, what, 15 years ago or so, pretty much if you ran into a homeschooler, the assumption was that they were a Christian, and the assumption really was, in my circles anyway, that they were doing it because of discipleship. Not that they were running from something, not that they were reacting to anything. Rather, they were proactively making this choice because they wanted a more deliberate discipleship tool for their kids. You really can't make that same assumption now, and that's a sad thing. So as Christian homeschooling parents, we need to start being distinctive. We need to recognize our call. Our call, not one person is your primary call to be a homeschooler. Your primary call with your children 
is to parent them well, to bring them to Jesus, to shepherd their hearts, and to help them know him personally. We want to do everything that we can to to bring our kids into our relationship with Jesus that can be their own. We want to give them every opportunity to know him and to internalize his truths so that they have a foundation for their own faith that will hold them well as they graduate and move off, start their own families. You know, we, we talk to a lot of people who struggle with that enough question that I kind of alluded to back when I was telling our story. And all of those questions, am I this enough? Am I bad enough? Could I possibly homeschool high school? Could I teach my special needs kids? Could I, could I, could I? All of those things really take our eyes off of the one who has called us and the one who has put our families together. Because whether by birth or by choice, God put your family together the exact way that he wanted to. So not only can you do it, are you, quote, enough by his grace and through his strength to do what God has called you to do, but you are the only one that can do it. You are the person that God created to be the parent of that child. Years ago, we were sitting in church and we were singing a new song at the time by the Gettys called Speak, O Lord. And there's a, a line in that song that says, Speak, O Lord, and renew our minds. Help us grasp the heights of your plans for us. And I just started weeping as I recognized how little I grasp the heights of God's plan for me and how little so many Christian parents grasp the heights of God's plan for them through this call to parent their children well. Mom and dads all have the directive to teach our children diligently. That's not for youth pastors. That's not for teachers. That's not for for pastors. It's for parents. And it's impossible to overstate the impact that we have on their lives and countless others by doing that and by making sure that everything that we do fulfills that calling well. So you want to make sure, first and foremost, that you recognize that call and honestly, that you don't do anything to break that relationship between you and your child that can disrupt that call, that can make your platform with your child not not all that it should be. And a heart schooling focus really is so relational. It is so impactful that it it enlarges what you're able to do and the impact you're able to have on your kids. So you're able to fulfill your calling so much better. So first step is recognizing your call. The second step is to realign your thinking. This is where I went awry when I first started and where so many people do because we say that we're doing this homeschooling thing because of discipleship or whatever Christian reason that we want to give. But when push comes to shove, our question, first question that every homeschooler, almost every homeschooler asks me is, what curriculum should I use? Well, curriculum is important, but curriculum should never be the first question that you're asking. You've got to realign your thinking to what fulfills this mission the best? What can I do to be most impactful in the life of my child? For hard schooling parents, decisions regarding academics are guided by our mission and not the other way around. That gives so much peace and clarity. That actually removes a ton of options from the table. You know, when when anything will do, you have a gazillion things that you have to wade through and choose from. But when you are missional, 
and you say that you want to make sure that whatever you're putting in front of your children is giving them a right view of God, a right view of his word, will do everything to help you bring your children to Christ. That is narrowing down the amount of choices that you have. And that brings so much peace and so much clarity and removes so much friction that I cannot overstate it. You know, for us, the mission of our homeschool, so the the homeschool part of our mission was to raise our children to know and love God and love people in his name and to prepare them well to walk through whatever door God opened for them in the days ahead. That mission was incredibly helpful in ordering and designing the educational part of our days. It gave us great clarity, not only in the choices that we made on resources, but also in how we engaged with our kids regarding the academics and the the homeschool part. So, for example, one of our children had a very, well, is very, very competitive. And when things didn't come as easily for this child as they did for others, it caused great frustration. And many, many times that frustration would overflow. It would bubble up into some kind of a reaction. Well, as a heart schooler on mission, I could either look at that reaction as simply behavioral and punish for the behavior, or I could look at that reaction as maybe I have made a wrong choice on curriculum or resource or whatever and try to make an adapting, you know, try to adapt that, or I could stop that and look directly at the heart of the matter, see that there was a lot of pride that was welling up and actually overflowing into that reaction and have a long conversation and teaching that child how to control and to bottle that and to be happy and cheer for others when they do well and to not compare ourselves to others, but rather do all to the glory of God for the sake of doing all to the glory of God and not for the sake of the applause of men. So my days and the detours that we took educationally were guided by my mission. I would always, always make the call to take a little detour to go for the heart of a matter, rather than, even if it meant that my 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 lesson planner got out outdated real quick. We would still take the time to go for the heart of the matter. But then part of teaching character, part of teaching the wholehearted, well-rounded child that God had given me, and part of parenting well, is teaching them the character to go back and do the hard things. So we would double back. We would pick up those things that were so frustrating before. But so often when we went back to pick them up because we had discussed and taught through what was going on, they were able to accomplish things much more peacefully, even for them. And we can't forget, like on that specific example, we can't forget that a lot of times our kids don't really know what's at the heart. They know that they're frustrated. They know that they're mad. They know whatever, you know, is kind of we're seeing as fruit, but they may not understand what actually is driving that. And so through questions, through actually getting to the heart of that child, we're able to better understand them ourselves, but also help them better understand how they are or what they are struggling with and then give them scriptural weapons versus to combat those things, to help them get victory over them, to help them become the person that God has created them to be, not working against the personality that he gave them, but rather equipping that particular child to do everything that God has called him to. So realigning your thinking 
And focusing on your mission is going to be a great tool in setting up your homeschool in a heart-schooling way. The third step is refining your vision. And that's where in the in the book and in the in, in the book, I take two or three chapters actually and talk about goals and mission and benchmarks and all of these things. And then in the intensive, we actually dug deep. We looked at it real deeply and worked on those together. But it's so important that you actually have an understanding of where you're going. What is your vision for your family? Then what is your vision for your homeschool? What is your mission as a parent? And then how does that impact your homeschool? If you've never taken the time to actually think through your vision, your mission, your goals, your benchmarks, all of these things, how do you ever know when you've arrived, when you've achieved? I think uh, truly, I believe that that's why so many families are so frustrated all the time because they don't really have a good idea of what they're going for, so they never know if they get there or not. So refining your vision and actually taking the time to quantify what your goals are is a very, very important part of, of heart schooling. For David and I, we came to realize very early on that if we gained their minds but lost their hearts, we had lost the war. And so we set up everything going for their hearts. And what was incredible is as we went for their hearts, as we built deeper relationships, as we went for, you know, equipping the child that was there, the academics, the mind part actually rose with it. So it is an incredibly effective strategy of homeschooling as well, because it's so intentional. It's so relational. And I think that as you start reshaping the the work that you're doing in your home under this heart school paradigm, that it will make a massive impact on your life. Uh, the fourth step is refocusing on relationships. And that may seem like a no-brainer, but it is so easy to allow it to get pushed to the side. As a mom or dad on mission, you are going to find that there are a lot of hard days. There are going to be a lot of tears cried. There are going to be a lot of difficult decisions made for the good of your child. And and there's going to be late nights. There's going to be hard conversations. There's going to be questions asked that curl your toes. But as we refocus on those relationships, as we really invest the time to know our children well and to be there for them, the payoff of that is incredible. We're at a stage of life now where we have three that have graduated from high school. One got married this summer. One is getting married in December, and the other one is planning to move to the mission field in January. And it's so awesome because I talk to each one of them deeply every day. My son who is married calls me every day on his way home from work and tells me about his day. My other son comes in all the time just to talk. My daughter and I talk constantly about all kinds of things. She actually works with Teach Them Diligently, so it's very easy. But And then together, all of them are constantly talking and, and relating to one another. Those relationships are the glue that's going to hold everything together as your kids grow up. And, and it's going to soothe that heartache as they are launching because we, we want them to, but there's also this loss that we feel that when we have refocused on those relationships and we've spent so much time investing in the hearts of our kids so that their hearts and ours are knit together, our influence over them does not end when they fly. 
Rather, we get this extension and this ability to start parenting adults and parenting married kids in ways that are beautiful and so fulfilling. So it's important why you're, while your children are young that you are focusing on those relationships and that you're making decisions within your day that actually lend itself toward that. Number five is realizing your potential. You know, so, so many times I hear I'm just a homeschool mom, or I'm just a mom, or I'm just a dad, or I'm just a whatever. And there is so much research. There is so much, I mean, secular, secular research is pointing out that there is no just a about a parent at all. In fact, there's a study that was done by the or put out by the University of Madison or Wisconsin Madison by uh, two professors that noted policymakers interested in promoting school success must look beyond the school door. The last 15 years of school reform have focused on course curriculum, instructional methods, and teacher training. Yet these reforms have not accomplished as much as they might because academic achievement is shaped more by children's lives outside the school walls, particularly by their parents. It goes on to say, when parents are involved, students get better grades, score higher on standardized tests, have better attendance records, drop out less often, have higher aspirations, and have more positive attitudes towards school and homework. There is nothing just about your role in their lives at all. Even if you were sending them to a school, your engagement with them, your involvement with them would still be the primary determiner of the success that they are going to have academically in life and so far beyond because God created us to exist in families. And as a heart schooler on mission, we are strengthening our family and we are realizing our potential and recognizing that just as God has called us to do this, he will equip us and he will grow us and he has great things in store for us. So that is number five. Number six is we start to restore order. So we take all of these things that we've kind of worked out and we start putting all the pieces back together and and we surgically start removing the things that don't go in line with our mission. And there's a lot of hard decisions that have to be made here regularly And really, truly, every single year, we are making new decisions about these things, adding too much to our day, ordering our lives based on the expectation of others, striving for perfection in a way that is detrimental to our family, being reactionary rather than proactive, and a whole lot of other things can truly get in the way of us restoring order. Whereas if we take the time, write down our vision, our goals, our mission, and then start lining, allowing those things to inform the decisions that we make for our our uh, family and how we order our lives. We focus in on the relationships with our kids. We recognize our call is to bring our children to Jesus. And so everything goes through that lens or that filter. And we start removing all of these options that don't push us in that direction. We find that The order that comes to our homes and that our children really start to feel is unbelievably impactful and empowering. So we start to restore order and put things together in that way. And then finally, I encourage you to relish the adventure, to actually find hearty enjoyment 
That's what relish means. Find hearty enjoyment or appreciation for. As a heart schooler on mission, the time that you spend with your children is precious. It is something that you just cannot get enough of. And so you find that you start leaning into the fact that your primary call is mom and dad and not teacher. You allow that to inform the choices that you make. You start paying more attention to what God is doing in their lives. And you start standing in awe of that. You know, I wrote a prayer series about praying for your children, praying scripture for your children, and how that changes not only the way that you parent, but it changes the things that you're picking up on, the way that you're seeing God answer prayers and the the excitement and the awe that you experience with that. You find that you're more flexible. You're listening to their ideas. You're actually doing this thing together rather than as opponents or or as as schoolmaster and students. Rather, you're a team and you're growing together and you're changing together and you're becoming more like God together. And it is an adventure of a lifetime. And so my prayer for you is that you will adopt the the heart schooling principles. Again, I lay out exactly what it is and how to do it in the book and then walk with you even closer in the intensive. So pick that up. It's a quick read. It's conversational, but it's going to give you a lot more details than I was able to do in 30 minutes today. But I do encourage you as a Christian homeschooling parent, as a Christian parent in general, you are called to heart school your children. And I want you to be equipped to do it well. So go to teachthemdiligently.net forward slash book and you can grab a copy of the book there or, you know, reach out to us, ask about the Heart School Parents Intensive. Come see us at events. I would love to be able to talk to you more about it there. I speak on this subject. Everything that we're talking about this year at our Teach Them Diligently events has to do with the fact that our mission is greater, and all of that plays in beautifully to this heart school paradigm that we're talking about. But whatever you do, however you start engaging with it, ask the Lord to open your eyes to the true impact that you can have on your children's lives when you adopt a heart schooling focus and you go for the relationships, go for the hearts of your kids, and see how amazing your life can be when you do. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining me today. It's my prayer that every episode of the Homeschooling Families podcast helps to strengthen your family by giving you biblical and practical ways to raise your children and educate them well. We'd love to engage with you more, so check out teachthemdiligently.net to find out about the resources and experiences we offer Christian homeschooling families like yours all year long. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and a whole lot more. Mm-hmm.